Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hi guys, welcome back to Here For It. My name is Erica Muller. If anyone is new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. I am excited for this week because we're doing another Here For You episode where I'm answering all of your questions. Um, And I have Emily, my producer, on to help me with it. She hasn't been here for a minute, so I'm excited to have her back. And, but before we get started, I actually need a favor from you guys. Like, I need you to be here for me because I've never lived somewhere where the humidity is so out of control. And my hair, I swear I do it. And five seconds later, it's frizzball. So if anyone has a solution, can you slide into my DMs, please? Because I don't know what to do. I feel like I've tried everything at this point, but the struggle is real. That is honestly a very true struggle. And it's funny because I've always lived in humidity and now I'm not. So we're kind of swapping. And that is a struggle that I do not miss at all. At first I was like, did I just not blow dry my hair right? But it kept happening day after day. And I was like, it's the freaking humidity. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how to handle this. I know. I don't have any advice for you either. So I'm very eager to hear what people say. There's got to be some product out there or something. Yeah. So please, if you've found something, help a girl out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. But like I said, this episode really is more about you. (laughs) Um, And Emily has kind of sourced through all of the questions that you guys have submitted either in the Instagram bubble that I posted on the Here For It podcast. Instagram page or if you sent it in through the Google Doc form Um, and so she has collected all of those and um, I'm excited to hopefully give you guys some good advice also again I prefaced this in the last episode but I feel like I need to say it again I'm not a professional I can't be held responsible this is just like solely my opinion do with it as you will but yeah for sure and also, if anyone we gave advice to last time has follow-ups, yes. I would love to hear those. I am, yeah, so excited if we get any updates. That's true. I need to make a Google form where if you have submitted and I've answered your question, it can live in the show notes. I'll do that. I'll put it in this episode's show notes, so yeah. it'll be there. So if I answered your question last time, and you have an update, just send it in. And again, it'll be anonymous. Like all of this is anonymous. So I don't know who anybody is or where any of this came from and neither will anybody else. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Do we want to get started? Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Here's the first one. I hate to admit I'm really jealous of one of my friends. Everything is so easy for her. Any advice on how to deal with jealousy and envy? Mm. Okay. Good question also. This one... This one is tricky because it's hard when you might be at a different place than somebody else in your life. But one of the things I've learned, and that's whether it's with a friend or somebody like you look up to and admire that you don't know, um, and I do believe this like wholeheartedly, that like if it's in your awareness, it means you're capable of it too. So if your friend is succeeding at her job, you're totally capable of succeeding at your job as well. I think the best solution to this and what I would do in this situation is just completely pull my focus back in on myself. Like, I really do believe in staying in your own lane. And every time I really just focus on what feels good to me, what do I like, how am I moving my life forward, and kind of cut out all the other noise, I feel like that's when I've always found the most success or felt the most confident in myself um, because it's easy to get sucked into that comparison trap, but I don't think it's a productive use of your time. So whether that's, you know, finding a hobby or something or meditating or journaling, but something where the focus is solely on you, like there is absolutely no benefit to this to anybody else except you, I would suggest bringing more of those things into your life and staying more in your own your own lane yeah totally yeah all right for the past six months or so I feel like I've just been in a rut I've been feeling very low energy and just don't have the motivation I typically have I feel like I've just lost some of my good habits how do you get out of a rut when you're in them and it feels impossible to get out Mm, okay I've definitely been there And something I've learned over the years is really to be gentle with yourself during times like that. I think life has natural ebbs and flows where you just have more energy or things are slower or things there's like a lot more things going on and you can't always predict what that looks like. And so you have to learn a little bit to go with the flow. But in those moments where you are like, oh, I should be doing something. I should get up and do this. I should feel this way. I should have more energy. I don't think that's a productive use of like your brain space. And I would flip it into, okay, if I'm feeling low energy, what is something that can nourish me in this moment? Like, do I really do just need to lay on the couch today and watch a movie or something? Do I need to just go for a walk and get some fresh air? Do I need to cancel my plans for the next couple of weeks? Um, and just have a little bit more compassion towards yourself of like, I might just need downtime at the moment. And and if you're giving yourself downtime, you have to actually give yourself downtime. You can't lay there and watch a movie and the whole time be like, oh my God, I should be answering emails. I should be doing all these things because it's completely counterproductive. So you have to let yourself actually be present in that moment and allow yourself to relax or have that downtime. But on the other side of that, if you have done that and you're like, I just don't feel like I'm motivated to like get back to the habits that I was in, 
Um, this is where I really think just discipline comes into play. Like give yourself a structured schedule. I'm big on morning routines and having my day set up in a way where I know the rest of the day, no matter what it looks like, I prioritize the things that I know are good for me, whether that's physically, mentally, energetically, and then the rest of the day can be whatever it has to be. But just make it almost non-negotiable with yourself. And I like to, like when I am noticing, oh, I don't want to get up and work out, I'll bribe myself. I'll be like, okay, well, if you don't work out, like you can't go get coffee or something. And I just really hold myself to it because if I cave and I just don't work out and then I go get coffee, it doesn't make me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. And so having that self-accountability is something that I think is so important. And again, it comes back to putting the energy on you. Yeah. And I feel like if you're feeling that way and you're giving yourself that like negative self-talk, then it's even harder to get out of it. So trying to like flip it, like you said, and think of like, what could I be doing? Totally. Self-talk is so important. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Definitely. I'm scared to tell my friends and family that I want to leave my corporate job and pursue music. I'm not sure they will be supportive. And what if I fail? I am a really big believer that everybody should follow their dreams. Like, I think that you have the dreams you have for a reason. I don't think they're random um, or like pipe dreams or anything like that. And so I think you owe it to yourself to go down that path and see where it leads. Um And I would also maybe try to reframe what success looks like to you because I think there's a lot of different versions of success. And so if you get really clear on like what does success mean, like is that, you know, one person downloads my song and like I made a difference in their life? Is it a world tour? Like I don't know. Everybody has different levels of what feels like it would be fulfilling to them. So I would get really clear on that. And then I would also be patient with yourself in that journey and not feeling like because your friends and family might not be supportive that you have to go out and do things quickly to prove it to them. Like your journey is going to be what it is and you shouldn't put a timeline on it. And what's meant to be will be. Like it will happen for you on the timeline that it should, which that doesn't mean like don't work for your goals and stuff like obviously you have to put in effort but trying to rush things I think always backfires and I think will leave you feeling more discouraged than hopeful and another thing I like to think about when I get worried about opinions of other people is like at the end of my life do I want to be happy that I live my life for myself or am I going to be worried about like what everybody thought of me throughout my whole life like that's so stupid like you have to do the things that feel good to you you have to yeah especially if you're feeling drawn to do it like that is enough of a sign I agree there's a reason Mm -hmm. so and yeah and you don't know yet because you haven't told them so yeah that's also a really good point you have no idea like you might just have this fear and they might be like oh my god we've been waiting for the day that you say this and could be the most supportive I also feel like how you deliver it makes a difference. Like if you tell them and share it in a way that shows how excited you are, like that's going to make them even more excited instead of coming from a place of like being nervous and like already expecting them not to support you. 
1000%. I'm huge on like affirmations and setting intentions. So get really confident in yourself um, before you build up to that conversation and have it like so ingrained in you where it's like in repeat on your head, like I'm a successful musician or whatever your affirmation might be that when you go out there, you believe it so like wholeheartedly that they're going to be like, oh yeah, she already is. Definitely. Yeah. All right. The next one is how to tell the difference between gut feeling and anxiety. Mm, Okay. This is a great question because I have definitely been there. If you've been a listener for a while, you know, I've shared a little bit about my journey with anxiety. Um, And actually I have an episode that's, it was probably in one of the first 10 episodes I ever did. And it's on trusting your gut feelings. Um, So I can't speak to the quality of that episode because it was a while ago in the early days. But um, I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in listening to your intuition and your gut, whatever you want to call it, your own terminology. And what I've really figured out for myself um, is that anxiety is always panic feeling. It's rushed. It's immediate. It's I have to figure this out in this instant. It's loud. Um, Whereas a gut feeling or my intuition is very soft. It's like a little nudge. It's very comforting. It's a little bit quieter. Um, It's very loving. It's very, it's so almost obvious that it's hard to realize that it is a gut feeling because it just feels like a thought that you're having. But those are the ones when I'm in that, in a quiet moment, if I'm meditating, if I've gone for a walk, if I'm washing the dishes, if I'm in the shower, that's when my brain is usually more calm. And that's when I do feel like I get those intuitive moments. And so it's also making sure you're giving yourself, giving yourself the space to listen and allow Mm -hmm. them to come through. Definitely. It's tricky. And it's also such like a personal thing. I know it feels different to everybody. That's just how I've experienced it. But the more in tune you can get like with yourself and knowing, you know, like for me, for example, I feel anxiety in my stomach Mm -hmm. and in my chest, like so strongly. And so I know as soon as I'm having that like internal physical response where I feel more constricted, it's anxiety and it's not my intuition intuition my body is relaxed and I can take a deep breath and so maybe start paying attention when you are experience experiencing anxiety where in your body you're feeling it and then you can kind of start correlating that as opposed to was it anxiety or was it a gut feeling yeah for sure all right how oh wait what are your thoughts on Botox okay I look your body is your body and you should do whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, I personally have never done Botox and I don't foresee myself doing it. I don't want to say like, I'll never do it. Like never say never because I don't know, like five, 10 years from now, who knows? But right now it just doesn't feel like something that's for me. And I think it's a really personal choice. I don't know a ton about like the science behind it. And if you're asking things like that, like you definitely should talk to somebody who is qualified to speak on those things. Um, 
I do know there are a lot of like alternative ways if you want something like less invasive. I did, um, I had Dr. Debbie Kung on the podcast, I think a year or so ago. She is an acupuncturist and she also does a lot of facial acupuncture. And she spoke in those episodes, she was on twice, on those episodes a lot about alternatives to Botox, if that's something you want to learn what might be another option. Um, But Botox also might be an amazing option for you. So I would just, again, listen to your own intuition cut out the noise of everybody else and be like, does this feel right for me or does it not? Um, but my personal experience with it is that I don't have experience with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have a major fear of spending time alone, but know that it would probably be good for me. Thoughts? Okay. I do think it would be good for you. I think alone time is good for everybody. I would get really curious as to what you're afraid of in that alone time with yourself. Um, I'm somebody who definitely loves to recharge in like solitude. I need quiet. I need to just like be able to have silence around me. Um, And so I personally love it. Like I, I prioritize it. Um, But it is an effort, especially if you live a busy lifestyle, like I'm not sure what type of job you have or things like that. If you're like on the go all the time, it can be harder to set aside that time. But I almost think in those moments, it's more important to prioritize it. Um, And you can start small, like it can be like half an hour or something. And maybe you find something. I think the point of it for me, at least in that quiet time is to be like in tune with like what's going on with with myself like it's very easy for me to go throughout the day being like I have to do these 900 things and I forgot to email this person and I have to call so-and-so back and it's just kind of chaos um and I don't have time to actually have like a check-in with myself and so when I do have quiet moments it's a little bit more of like okay where are we at how are you feeling what is your energy like what kind of food do you feel like we need are we not getting enough greens right now are you dehydrated you know, what feels good to you and just really start asking yourself questions. Like I kind of almost have conversations with myself. Um, And I also use that time a lot for like affirmations and stuff. I really find those to be super effective. And so you got to, again, as with like most things in life, I think it's personal and you got to just figure out like what what that looks like for you but if you're hesitant on it just start slow Um, and the more you do it the more comfortable you'll get with it Mm -hmm. yeah so speaking of affirmations what are some of your favorite affirmations Mm. okay I'm like do I share these I get I get nervous okay here's the thing with affirmations I feel like they're very personal based on what you feel you need. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's like a one size fits all approach to affirmations because in areas where I struggle, you might excel and vice versa. But if you go online, like Pinterest is a great resource, um, Google, and even TikTok lately, like with lucky girl syndrome, there's a ton of affirmations out there. And I would just almost compile like a master list of sorts and just have them there 
ready to go. But from that, I would really whittle it down to like 10 or so that you can kind of just have as your go-to for whatever you're needing in that moment. And as like months change and seasons change, like you're going to find you need different affirmations for different things. Um, So I honestly think that that's going to be more helpful to you than me sitting here listing to you my affirmations um, because they might not apply to you. So yeah, I would do that. And I think the ones that are easier to be consistent with are the ones that you're like personally excited about. Totally. And I will say I got really I've been into affirmations for for years, but I never really knew how to use them. Like people would say, like, stick them on your bathroom mirror, stick them on your computer or whatever. Um, But from there, I was like, okay, like now what? Um, But so earlier this year, I was like, you know what? I feel like there's just not enough attention on these. And so I picked I think I have 10 or 12 main ones these days um, that I literally just repeat over and over and over again. And the way that I found to know that I picked the right affirmation for me at that time with whatever it was I was struggling with was the affirmation would make me anxious. And Mm -hmm. I knew that was like, oh, we're targeting something that feels uncomfortable. And so you have to like keep going it until your brain or like your subconscious starts to believe it. And now I've done it thousands and thousands of times at this point that I say them and I like fully, fully believe it. And it's like integrated into my body. So at first they might feel uncomfortable, but honestly, if they are uncomfortable, it means you're probably picked the right ones. Because if you pick ones that already feel good, you probably already have that belief of whatever that affirmation is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like trying to think about what are you trying to get out of this affirmation? Yeah. Like, yeah, what are those holes and how can they kind of fill them for you? Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, just Google it or get on TikTok or something. Like there's thousands of affirmations out there. You mm-hmm. will find find the ones you need. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes I feel like I have too many people's opinions and external noise in my head. Do you have any ideas on how to shut that out so I can hear myself again? 100% yes. I have a pretty strict rule with myself because, um, okay, I'm someone who I feel like I'm pretty decisive. Like I know what I want or I don't. I, I really don't spend a lot of time in the gray going back and forth. Um but I know not everybody is like that. But when I do feel like I want somebody else's opinion on something, I have a very small list of people that I go to for advice because I trust their opinion in certain areas. um, And I know not to ask too many people because I think when you start asking too many people, you're gonna start getting all kinds of opinions. And so if you need to ask one or two people max, like, okay, fine. But make sure there are people that you're trusting. The more people you are asking, you're adding to that noise and you're canceling out your own inner voice and intuition. And so I really think the remedy to that is to train yourself to trust yourself and what feels good to you. Um, So, yeah, I actually I try not to go to other people for 
advice too often just because um, I think it clouds my own judgment. Yeah. I remember someone telling me once that it's helpful to have like an internal, like pre-vetted, like who's your board of advisors? Like who are people mm-hmm. that like you do want to ask advice from and be picky about who those people are instead of just going to someone who is like convenient. Absolutely. There's also that saying, and I'm going to butcher it because I don't know it right off the top of my head, but it's like if the person is not living the life that you're trying to live, they're not the right person to ask advice from. Yeah. I think that's true too. I love that one. I think it's, yeah, try to get advice from people that you emulate and you want, like you value their opinion because you feel like there is some alignment there. Totally. I agree. This person said, I work in a small office, about 14 people total. I like my job, I work hard, and I always try to do things to the best of my ability. Lately, a coworker has been stealing my thunder. I had made suggestions for an outreach expansion plan, and they took it to my boss and pitched it as their own idea. Now the office is moving forward with it, and no one realizes it was my idea. Should I say something? Hmm. Okay, this is tricky. I've been in situations like this where other people try to take credit for things that you have done, and it doesn't feel good. So I definitely empathize with you there. Okay, I feel like there's layers to this, and without knowing the full situation, I'm going to do my best. But, okay, you said you like your job. So that's important. It's not, you're not working at a place that you don't enjoy. So, okay, we have that. Also, it's a smaller, it's a smaller office. So you're not dealing with quite as many people. I don't know if this is necessarily like an answer to your question, but one thing that my dad always said to me when I was growing up, um, if I'd be upset with something or upset at my sister or, you know, whatever, he would say, Erica, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you want to be right and that is what feels better. And sometimes you just want to be happy and that is what feels better. It sucks that somebody is trying to undermine you, but in the longevity of your career, like the broad overview, is this something that's like going to affect it long term? If it is, then I would. I would say you should probably speak up and say something. If it's something that's like really not that big of a deal and like this outreach is something that comes and goes pretty quickly, I might personally just move on and let it go and not let it consume my life. I think those are internal judgment calls that you're going to have to make on your own. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. I think you just need to get in tune with yourself and what feels good to you. And this might even look like it could be a conversation with the person who took the idea, or this could be a conversation with your boss. Like, I'm not sure in this case who would be the more appropriate person, but I think the best advice I could give you is like make a pros and cons list for all of your options. Like what could come out of this and what couldn't come out of this and what feels the best to you. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be mindful to not let it like affect how you like approach working on this project that's going to be going forward 
because if it is your idea, like you probably still have thoughts about it and value that you can add in your own way. So I'd make sure Mm -hmm. that you do that instead of kind of trying to stay away from it because you don't feel as connected to it anymore. I would, I think it's still like an opportunity to like prove that you do have like value to give. I agree. Because also like, I don't want you to tarnish like the way you view your job now from like one, one instance either. So there's a lot of layers, but Mm -hmm. you know what feels right for you at the end of the day. And I trust that voice. Trust that you know or that the answer will come to you. Definitely. Yeah. I remember you mentioning in a past episode that you were once vegan, but no longer are. How did you transition back to eating meat products? <laughs> okay. This is true. Um, <laughs> okay, so... It's actually kind of interesting because I think I think generally when people I guess I don't want to make an over generalized assumption, but in my experience, other people that I had met who were also vegan or vegetarian, I would say 90% of them made that decision for health reasons. Um, whereas I made the decision based on the fact that I felt horrible eating an animal. It was like more of like a moral thing for me than a a health reason. Um, And this is where like overconsumption of media (laughs) comes in. I was like, I really dove into into it. And I just like made myself feel really, really guilty about eating meat. And so I was vegan for hmm, maybe three years and then vegetarian after that. And then I eat meat again now. But basically there were a few factors that went into eating meat again. I would say the biggest ones were the fact that like you get invited to a birthday party or a celebration or a vacation and you go to a restaurant or somebody's house and like the only thing vegan for you to eat is like French fries. Like, that's not healthy. And I did that numerous, numerous times. And then I, I like, wasn't feeling good. And I was like, okay, this, that's not healthy, you know. Um, I wasn't somebody who ate fake meat. Like, that freaked me out. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to eat whole foods. I don't want to eat random chemicals. I mean, I ate, like, I tried an Impossible Burger and I tried Beyond Burgers and stuff. And I would eat them here and there. But, like, on a daily basis, I was not doing that. It just kind of freaked me out. So I wasn't looking for, like, a meat alternative either. Um, But the other thing was that I started to just not feel good. Like, I never had energy. Um, I was so tired. I just – I was like, something just is not right. And so the advice that I got from, like, experts was – you probably have a blood type, which I actually still don't know what my blood type is, but they were like, you probably have a blood type that benefits more from a diet that includes meat. And so I slowly started incorporating it back in and I felt better. I like physically, I felt better immediately. Like it, it was a night and day difference when I started eating it again, but mentally is where I really, really struggled. And for, I don't know, probably six months, every time I sat down to eat 
chicken or a burger or whatever, I would have to take a second and like thank this animal. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Like, your life wasn't for nothing. Um, thank you for like allowing me to live my life and be healthy. And I really had to make that a point to like acknowledge it. Um, I don't do that anymore because I've gotten comfortable with it and it's not as much of a thing in my head anymore. But that was that was a long story. That was a long explanation. But basically, that's how I transitioned back. I did it slowly. I wasn't eating meat at every meal. Um, I think there's a lot of fear out there about like, oh, if I was vegan or vegetarian and I didn't eat meat for X number of years, you're going to throw up. I didn't throw up. I didn't have anything like that. I literally, my body was like, thank God you are eating this again. Um, so don't let like fear like that get to you either. Just take it slow. And again, like I'm not a doctor. So if it's something that you're considering, talk to your doctor, you know, and ask them like, how would you recommend this? And, um, just do your research on it. Cause I think that's important too. Definitely. I think just, yeah, be mindful about how it makes sense in your life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I feel like we could do like one or two more. Okay. Let's, yeah, we can do, yeah, this last one is a good one. Okay. Where do you get inspiration from slash who do you look up to? I feel like it changes all the time because I feel like I go through phases where my interests shift slightly or I feel like certain things are more important than others, Um, just like whatever the priority is. It's probably no surprise to anybody who's listened to this podcast for a minute that I love Kim Kardashian. Like, I just think she is so smart when it comes to business. And if you really, like, study the business models and stuff that she has done and, like, her career trajectory is fascinating and incredible. Um, So I definitely always look to her if I need a moment of, like, motivation. I'm like, this woman is doing it all. Like, I can do one thing, you know? Um, who else? I look at the people around me. Like, I really try to surround myself with people who, like, inspire me um, and are just great humans. And so that's always motivating. My family are all, like, incredibly supportive, kind, wonderful people, and, like, they motivate me. Um, and sometimes it comes from, like, I'll stumble onto a new show on Netflix and like I really relate to a character or something. And then that person, I'm like, oh my God, I love, like I'm so into this for a minute. So I really feel like it ebbs and flows just based on what's going on in my life. But really I feel like it's, um, I guess just all around me. Yeah. These are good questions. Yeah. Lots of depth and variety. I know. I'm... I think I've said this before, but, like, I'm honored that you guys, like, trust me to answer questions and, like, come to me for my thoughts and advice. Um, I try to do the best that I can, and I'm, you know, nowhere near perfect, but if I can provide, like, a little bit of Mm -hmm. motivation or inspiration or something, I feel like I've done my job or at least direct you somewhere to someone who could give you that information, so. Definitely. Um, And I know that you said there were a lot of like submissions this time so Mm -hmm. we'll we're gonna make this more of like a recurring thing like more frequently like maybe once a month or something yeah and then like we were talking about at the beginning definitely to make a form for you guys to submit updates I think will be really really fun and we can include that at like the beginning of these episodes too that would be really fun because I'm so curious I know 
please send updates. Yeah. Like, we're invested at this point. I know. <laughs> so is everybody else who's listening, yeah. I'm assuming. Seriously. Yeah. Also, if you guys are like, I want to hear advice from, like, a specific person yeah. that I could have as a guest or, like, topic, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, I've said this a billion and one times, but my DMs are always open. Yeah. And, like, I love your feedback and suggestions. Like, again, this show is fully for you. And so whatever I can do to help you feel like you're getting the most from every episode, I'm happy to do. Also, because I'm terrible at remembering to do this, but if you guys have listened for a while and like the show, if you could take a second to rate and review, share it on your stories, send it to a friend, um, all of that like makes this possible and allows me to bring you better and better content each week. So it just takes a moment of your time and it would mean the world to me. Um, I would really appreciate that. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. Bye, guys. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.